Welcome to the weekly podcast for City Chapel at Slaughter Creek, the world's okayest church, right here in Austin. Get to know us better at citychapelchurch.com. We're so glad that you joined us today and hope you enjoy the message. As we're coming up to back to school Sunday, I know it's a weird time. I know that some colleges are making people get vaccinations before they come back. And so there's some unsuredness there. I know schools are doing mask mandates or not mask mandates and parents are struggling to know what to do. A lot of people are signing up for homeschooling, which of course I love, so ours is easy. But I know there's a lot of confusion. So as I was thinking about what encouraging word I could bring to you guys today, I was thinking sometimes we need to look back before we can move forward. You know, we're moving into a new school year. And um, I thought I'd go back a little bit on my story. I don't know that a lot of you have heard my testimony and I thought I'd share that with you, how I have walked with the Lord over the last 40 years and um, what that's looked like and just looking back for that. So, well, I became a Christian. I started talking to God at six. Do you think I was just cutting my age down by six years there? (laughs) Harry thought I was doing the cheat. No. Um, So I always believed in God as a child. I remember talking to God as a young child. And at age 10, I asked my parents if we could go to church. My parents were not a church-going family. My dad had grown up in the Catholic church. And so the only church he knew to take me to was the Catholic church. So at 10 years old, I went by myself to Catholic church and I went through their classes and, um, and did that for a year and I loved it. And we attended that church, the Catholic church, for probably about six months after that. My dad would come with me. And then something happened. I don't know what, but my dad didn't want to go back anymore. And um, I know Pastor Eddie struggles with this sometimes when he's got kids in his Sunday school class and they love God and they love learning about God. And then something happens and the parents don't bring those kids anymore. And as a 10 year old, you can't really take yourself to church if your church is not close to you. So I encourage you parents, keep taking your kids to church. Um, I desperately wanted to keep going to church, but it wasn't something that my family wanted to do anymore. And, And then when I was 14 years old, my sister went away to a Christian camp and she became a Christian and she came back different. And uh, I remember watching her for a whole year and she would invite me and my mom to church every single Sunday. And every single Sunday would say, no, thank you. She was going to a non-denominational Christian church and, um, and she was different. And I remember watching her for a whole year and just watching the difference that God was making in her life. And so one day me and my mom said yes to going to church. I do encourage you, keep inviting the people in your life to church because my sister invited us for a whole year and it worked. And so we started going along to church with her. And the pastor came up to us after about three months of being at the church. He came up to us and he said to us, which I love, I love that he was so bold. He came up and he said, look, you've got to make a decision. You've got to make a decision whether you want to be a Christian or not. You can't just keep coming to church. And um, and so me and my mum decided to start going to a small group. And we decided to go to the small group that taught us about what it was to be a Christian. And, and about halfway through that small group, we both decided to become Christians. And that was when I was 15 years old. And it, I've never looked back. I've never wanted to not follow God. I've never wanted him not to be boss of my life. I've always wanted him um, in my life. And it's 
he's just a wonderful part of it. And so um, after that, I got offered my dream job. When I was 15 years old, I got offered my dream job working with horses down at our National Equestrian Centre in New Zealand. And um, I wanted to leave school and my parents said, no, I wasn't allowed to yet. I had to do my 16th year of when I was 16, what's called sixth form in New Zealand. And if I get good enough grades when you're 16, you can go to university from that. You don't have to do your last year of school. So they said, you know, you've got to get good enough grades that um, you could go straight to university. And so I said, okay, that's fine. So I did, I, um, I worked hard and I got good enough grades. And then as a 16 year old, I left my parents' house and moved four hours down south to the National Equestrian Centre of New Zealand and um, and got there and started working at this place. And when I first got there, I remember the Lord saying to me, I don't want you here. And I was just blocking my ears. No, 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 I'm not listening. La, la, la. And um, he said, I'm going to close down the whole centre if you don't leave. I don't want you here. And I said, like you're going to close down the whole, you know, the National Equestrian Centre of New Zealand. And uh, eight weeks later, the National Equestrian Centre of New Zealand closed down. <laughs> Terrible, right? Goodness, Rowena, listen to God. And I, I do want to encourage you, you know, listen to what God is saying. At that stage in my Christian life, I wasn't submitting myself. Um, I loved God and I, I spent time in his word and I spent time talking to him. And But I wasn't submitting myself to him. I wasn't listening to him. And um, when I was 18 years old, I went off and did other horse jobs back closer to home. And when I was 18 years old, I found out about a Christian ministry called Sunshine Ranch. And I wanted to work there. I just thought that sounded amazing. And I remember going for the interview and I talked to the boss and he said, well, go away and pray about it. And I remember thinking in my head, I'm not praying about this. I want this job. This is awesome. And um, again, I know Rowena on her own little mission. Um, even if it's a good thing, if it's not God that's told you to do it, be careful. Now, this time God did want me there, and I worked there full-time for three years, and I worked there part-time for another seven years. Um, but I look back now, and I think even the thought that, oh, I'm not, I don't care if he says, no, I'm working here, that's, that's so different from how I am now, and even how I was after working there for a year. I learned who God was, and I learned what it was to have God is boss of my life. And so I would really encourage you guys to submit to him and to every move that you have, every back to school moment you have, every job change, every life change, submit it to him and and ask him, is this where you want me to be? You know, even when Harry was asking me if I would share this message, we were talking last night, share a message. I said, you know, I need to go away and pray about it and find out what it would be that God would have me share because there's no point me just talking. There's there's point in me sharing what he would want me to share. And, and then I need to close my mouth and shut up. So, <laughs> so I worked in this um, Christian center and I loved it. Oh my goodness. It was just amazing. And God moved so mightily. We had so many kids become Christians and I got to disciple them. We had a massive discipleship program that they've still got going today and just an incredible time. And then I came to a place that I needed to upskill. I needed to learn more because I had these kids coming to me and they're like, my parents are going through divorces. What do I do, Miss Rowena? Or, um, you know, my brother wants to kill himself. What do I do? And I just didn't have any big answers for them. So I decided to go over to Bible college at 21 years old. Me and my sister went backpacking around Europe for three months. And then I went to Bible college in Switzerland for three months. And it was incredible. Uh, I learned how to share the gospel with kids and um, came back equipped and uh, ready to serve more. 
Oh, Harry's going to show you a horse carriage. There's no cars on the whole island, just people on bikes and wonderfully stinky horses. And I actually like the smell of horses, but these ones smell quite delicious, not quite as good as fudge. Um, and, um, and so I came back from Switzerland already just to serve God on a whole different level. And I continued to work at that ministry and I worked as a youth pastor. And, um, and then at 23 years old, I decided to go and get a degree. And I wanted to get a degree in adult and child psychology so I could help these kids even more. Um, and I did that. And after that, I went over to Colorado. I decided to go for one ski season in Colorado, which turned into five ski seasons because it was so good. Um, but as soon as I got there, I got involved in a local church. And I wanted to encourage you guys, you know, for those of you that are going off to university or wherever you are, wherever I've gone in the world, I've always found a local church to get plugged into. And this church was no different. There was only two churches to choose from in the whole ski town. And uh, one was a very, very quiet church with older people, and one was a younger church. Um, and so I chose the younger church, and um, I got fully involved. I got involved in small groups. I got on their preaching team. Um, I met with the pastor every couple of weeks. It was just a wonderful, wonderful church. And everywhere I've gone in the world, I've always found a local church that I can get encourage any of you to do that. It's so and so important. And, you know, in our church, if you live in South Austin, and City Chapel is your church, get involved. Get involved in these upcoming small groups. Get involved in hanging out with people. Get involved in meeting the pastors. Get involved. Get to know them. Minister. Um, and so... I was, I was at that church, and then, as some of you know, I met this, this man, this lovely man online. I was 28 years old at that stage, and we started out as just friends. We talked online for a couple of years, and then uh, we met in person. Well, we started talking on the phone every night for three hours a night. For six months, we did that. And so by the time I met, met him in person, he was my best friend. And during those two and a half years of talking online and talking on the phone, he, we would, you know, we would go through sermons together. I don't know if you have any friends like that, but um, I would have a sermon coming up. And so I'd tell Harry what I was planning and he would input into that sermon and give me truths to share. And he would have a sermon coming up and we would talk through it. And we just talked through life as friends and he encouraged me towards the Lord. And I would encourage you, find friends that push you towards God, that encourage you and challenge you and grow you. Uh, that's what our friendship was about. Our friendship was, I mean, it was, it was full of laughs, but it was, it was based on God. It was based on both of our relationships with God and our ministry for God. Um, so as you go back to school, as you go into new situations and old situations, find friends that inspire you and encourage you towards him and challenge you. Um, and so then, you know, finally me and Harry decided that it was it was time to make a go of this. And I moved to Louisiana where he was and worked for his ministry for a little bit. And then we got married and um, moved to Tennessee for a year. And then we moved to Texas where we still are. And I remember, oh dear, I lost an earphone. Um, I remember, maybe Peter can get it. It's under the chair, the earphone. Thank you. Thank you. I know. Technical difficulties. This is why Warawina doesn't work on the tech table. Um, it would be a disaster. And so, you know, when we were in Texas, we decided to start having kiddos. And it was the first time in my adult life that I hadn't worked in full-time ministry, really. And Harry would go off every day to work at the church and work in full-time ministry. And I remember being at home with the babies. And babies are quite boring. Sorry for all of you people that love babies, but I think they're a little bit boring. They don't talk or anything. 
And um, I was stuck at home and, oh, I found it hard. I found it hard not being in full-time ministry. That had become the thing that I love to do and I found my identity in. And I had to go through a whole new learning curve where God became my satisfaction. And I had to learn that even if I wasn't able to be as active in the church as I once was or will be again, at that time in my life, I just had to be satisfied in God and I just had to do what he had for me to do. So you mums who are busy with little ones and uh, maybe you dads who have to do a nine to five at the moment and would love to be in ministry. I don't know where you're at, but know that you can be fully satisfied in God, no matter what he's called you to do, but just stay on the course that he's called you to do. And, um, and now we are full-time ministry, senior pastors, and I, you know, senior pastor is a whole nother level of self-sacrifice. <laughs> you think you've sacrificed everything. You think you've given everything to God and then you become a senior pastor. <laughs> but I wanted to encourage you that when you give more to God, he gives more back. He gives more grace. The amount of provision that he's given us emotionally, spiritually, financially, just in our lives, the pure pleasure of our lives is astounding to me. And the burden has actually become lighter, even though we've been asked more of us. And I don't quite know how that works, except for that's God's economy. That as he asks more, he gives more. And so I encourage you guys, as you go into this new season, if he's asking more of you, know that there will be more provision. There will be more grace. He will provide what you need. And, um, and you know, we're so comfortable being senior pastors. It's, it's a wonderful job. And I was listening to a Francis Chan sermon the other day, and he was talking about going into retirement. And he was saying that he would talk to couples, older couples that were moving into retirement, and they were spending all their money doing all these lavish things. And he said that he found it sad because they're so close to eternity, yet they're concentrating more and more on themselves as their kids have gone off and they've finished working jobs. And and I was encouraged, and I want to encourage you guys, whatever we're doing, whatever stage of life, whether it's retirement and we're five years from seeing Jesus, or we're just about to start college, or we're about to start um, elementary school, spend your life's gathering souls that will come with you to heaven. Don't spend your life and time on yourself. Don't spend your, just your money on yourself. Spend it on souls. Share the gospel wherever you can. Pour yourself out. Open those arms so wide that so many people will come with you into eternity. That you can look around in heaven and be like, oh, I am so glad I spent my life making sure these people knew who God was. Um, and so that was that's my encouragement for you guys today. As you transition, as you go back to school, as all sorts of things start up again, um, hopefully not as much COVID distractions. Oh, boy, we've got a big siren going off. Oh, I don't know what that's about. Maybe there's a fire. I guess we'll be running if there is. Not sure. But um, I wanted to, Eddie, I'm going to turn the mic over to Eddie in a minute. But as he's getting ready to come on up, I wanted to just pray over you guys. Is there anything you wanted to say before we pray? Man without a voice? No. Eddie's going to pray over kids. Okay. Okay, Eddie's going to pray over kids and parents and teachers. Did you want me to pray as well? Okay, I'll pray as well. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for everybody this morning that's part of City Chapel Church. Whoever's tuning in to listen to this, and I pray, Father God, that you would pour out your blessings on them. Lord, I pray that you would surround them with people that encourage them towards you, that challenge them. 
Father, I pray that they would hear your voice and that they would obey. And Lord, that they would spend themselves to bring people into your kingdom. Lord, we love you. We serve you. We delight in you. And we praise you this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. We love you guys. All right. Thank you, Pastor Harry. Pastor Rowena. Enjoy your vacation. All right. So um, at 12 o'clock last night, maybe 1 o'clock in the morning, um, I wasn't supposed to share anything with you guys uh, at all. Uh, that's why we have Pastor Harry and Rowena come on the video and share the word. But I felt like it's like God wanted me to share this with you guys. And just listening to Rowena and the prayer that we had this morning, I feel like it's I'm supposed to share that. So I'm going to just be obedient. Um, so just like Rowena, Priscilla and I grew up uh, as Catholics. Uh, you couldn't really call us a churchgoer because we were one of those um, special moment attendees. So if there's Christmas or Easter, you would find us at church, but not on a regular Sunday. Um, we got invited to a uh, Christian church, a non-denominational church, one year. And um, it was interesting because her cousin, they were having a guest contest at their church. And she kept asking us and nagging and nagging, just go, just go, just go. You're going to love it. And so Priscilla and I said, okay, you know what? Let's just go so she'll stop calling. <laughs> and so we went. And the whole time I'm like, okay, I'm just a visitor, you know. I'm still Catholic, you know, but Priscilla found a treasure, and our kids found a treasure. Our kids went to the kids' ministry, and when they got out of uh, kids' church, they were just so happy. There was something different about them. There was a glow in them, and so they wanted to come back again, and I was like, but we were just visiting. So we come back, we come back, and before you know it, long story short, we, we become members, and it the reason that we kept going back to church as we saw this change in our children. They got to learn about Jesus, and it was amazing. And because of that, it changed us too. We came along because of being parents, but it also changed us. And um, we've been with kids a lot now since, what, 2010? Uh, we've been serving with kids, and we love it. We love every minute of it. Uh, I wanted to share that with you guys because with our children, my children are uh, teenagers now. But back then, they, I think Christian, my oldest was 10. Is that right? 10 years old. So, so I had a 10-year-old, an 8-year-old, and a 6-year-old. Mm -hmm. And we didn't know what we were doing. Okay, as parents, you think that you know what you're doing. You're kind of going through the motion, um, and you, you try to figure things out. But when we gave our life to Christ, everything changed for the better. Uh, there are going to be struggles, but man, I want to encourage you guys. There's so much more encouragement in the journey. You just got to take that step. You know, I was the one that was stepping on the brake, but so it was like stepping on the gas. We're back and forth, back and forth. But finally, I finally just gave in 100%. And just like Arena's encouraging you guys here today, you folks online, is to give your life to Christ because it's changed our kids for the better, it changed our life for the better. You know, Christian uh, graduated from college, and he's now attending, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, high school. And now he's attending uh, Christian Leadership Institute. There was a calling put in his life that he's going to be a pastor, so he's pursuing that. And my daughter Hannah, uh, we uh, uh, helped her move into her dorm. 
uh, yesterday. Oh, Friday. Friday. Sorry, Friday. And that was hard. And, and, and I think, you know, is she going to be okay? Is he going to be okay? You know, all these thoughts are going through your, your head. The world is broken. But we, we were reminded that... Um, We're supposed to be a light. And so that's what they're doing. I want to share this scripture with you guys. It said, start your children off on the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. That can only happen if you, as a parent, whether you're by yourself or there's two of you guys, if you give your life to Christ and you tell your children that, there's nothing better than having Christ in our life. So I want to encourage you guys. Troubles will come. Um, we're, we're facing it now. But men, trust God. God is going to lead you in a better place. And I'm encouraged by that scripture because I know my kids know the word. You know, there was other kids volunteer back in our old church that poured into their life. They learned about Jesus. Because we didn't know anything about God coming into that new church. A year later, they're asking us to serve in kids. church. like, I don't even know about God. But you don't know, you don't need to know what's in front of you. You just have to trust God in that first step. And he's going to lead you the way. And so I want to just encourage you, just like Rowena said, uh, be in community. Give your life to Christ. You're not going to know what God is doing if you're just a church goer. You're coming in, you're sitting in the chair. And then you leave. You don't talk to anybody. You don't get to hear what God is doing. That's why it's so important to be part of a community because you get, you get to stand along other people that are struggling with the same thing that you're struggling. But then they encourage you. They tell you there's a better, better outcome. There is God that's going to help you. So I want to encourage you guys, be in community, be in the church, whether it's this church or another church, whatever style you find, be in the church. Put your kids in church, okay? Here. Uh, one, more, one more scripture, and I promise I'll stop. Um, but Jesus called the children to him and said, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. That was the scripture that I shared with our kids' ministry team on our first Sunday. And if you listen to what it said, do not hinder them, for for to such belongs the kingdom of God. What are we doing? What are you doing to hinder your kids from learning about God? Are you allowing the concerns of the world to keep you at home? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to put anybody down, but at some point, guys, we got to just trust God and say, you know what? There's something better. If you are staying at home I support that. We support that. But you got to make sure that you guys are teaching your children about God. We get your kids one hour, an hour and a half, sometimes two hours, every Sunday. Okay? That's not a lot of time to talk about God. But God can do amazing things. But you know what? God called you to teach your children about God. So I, Priscilla and I and our volunteers are so glad to do that, to help you guys on Sunday. But there's got to be more. Not just on Sunday. Not just for your children, but for you guys too. You can't just do church on Sunday. Yeah. You got to do it every day. Yeah. So that's what I have for you guys. I hope that doesn't make you feel bad, but just encourage you guys. There's something more amazing.
out there for you guys. All right, so we're going to take uh, a time of community prayer. We're going to call uh, different folks up here. We're going to pray for different groups from pre-K all the way up to uh, college and faculty. So if you guys will join us in prayer, as we call the groups, you guys can just stay where you're at.